Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. So last few weeks, we have been talking about giving. We are bringing all the sermons under the title, under the series title called The Doctrine of Giving. And last week, we talked about a very important aspect of giving called tithing, the law of tithing. In fact, first week, we started with saying, we are not the owners of the wealth that God has given to us. Instead, we are stewards. We have been asked to manage the wealth given by our God. Second week, we talked about we serve a God who is a giver. And God expects his followers to also to be givers. And third week, we talked about unlocking the hidden treasures. Treasures are hidden somewhere in our lives. And God wants us to unlock those treasures. And we learned that from the life of Isaac. Isaac was asked to, and Isaac planned to dig the wells that were dug in the times of his forefathers. In fact, the time of Abraham. And those wells were covered with mud by, by his enemies. And Isaac decided to you know, dig those wells. And when he dug those wells, he realized there is still water. He experienced fountain of water from those wells. So God spoke to us on that day saying that you need to uncover those things. The way we can uncover those mud, uh, those, those dirt which are covering those well is by giving. When we give to God, you know, we can unlock the hidden and uncover the hidden treasures. Fourth week we saw... There is a reason for God blessing each and every one of us. God blessed Abraham and he said, you will be a blessing for many. The same way when we receive a blessing, there is a purpose for our blessing. The purpose is God wants us to be a blessing for others. And as I said last week, we talked about the law of tithing. We understood the Old Testament requirement concerning tithing as well as the New Testament context of tithing. And we concluded saying that even though under the new covenant, we are not really obligated to give tithing, but giving becomes a mandatory requirement under the new covenant. Now tithing helps me to set a minimum amount for my giving under the new covenant. And today, we are still continuing, we are only on the sixth sermon of the eight sermons that we are having in this series. So we are going to talk about principle of sowing. Principle of sowing. And I believe most of us are familiar with farming and how farmers sow the seed. And I lived in a place during my early school days where you know, uh, the cultivation was mainly paddy field or rice field. You know, I have seen how they, you know, plow the land like Elijah did. You know, people go behind the oxen and that's how they plow the ground. And they level the ground and they, they again use the oxen. And they level the ground and then the sowers, they come and they sow the seed. And I'm sure most of you are familiar with that process. Probably our next generation, they may not know what we are talking about. But I guess most of us know the way farmers, you know, sow seed. You know, those farmers, when they sow the seed, 
You know, they do that with a great expectation. When they sow the seed, they know for sure they are going to get a harvest. They do that with a great expectation. In the same way, scripture encourages us to give to God with an expectation of receiving. You know, many times we give to God saying that, you know, it is my responsibility to give to God. And at times we don't really worry about God blessing us. But at times when we open the scripture, scripture is comparing giving to the sowing. And when someone sows the seed and there is a great expectation. You know, at times God wants us to look forward to it. At times God wants us to expect that supernatural abundant blessing that God gives us as we sow, as we give to God. And today we are going to see how do we apply the principles of sowing in our giving in order to receive the blessings that God has already planned for you and me. Now we are talking about financial blessings. Now there are various teachings going around today in this world. Some people say that we cannot really experience the blessings. We cannot really, we don't really expect to God to give us money. We don't expect God to you know, increase our wealth. God wants me to continue to live in the way that I am living today. Because God, if he lifts me up, if he gives more blessing, I may walk away from God. It's a lie. It's a lie of the enemy. We don't walk away from God. If God gives us more blessings, and as children of God, we know, as we talked about, God is blessing us more, not to really raise our standard of living, but God gives us more to raise our standard of giving. You know, God is a God who always blesses. You know, when we give to God, he keeps that in his account. The time really matters. It may not happen all of a sudden, but God will keep that in his account and he will bless us accordingly. That's what my scripture says. And today we are going to see how we can apply the sowing principles in the kingdom of God to experience that abundant blessing that the word of God is talking about. You know, God wants his people to be blessed. He wants us to experience the blessings that we need to receive on this earth. It is the enemy who prevents those blessings in our lives. You know, as we talk about some of, in our, some of our lives, the blessings are prevented because of the enemy, because of the work of the enemy. Or we don't know how to apply the scriptural principles in our giving. And today morning, this is my prayer that God may open our eyes so that we may apply the scriptural principles in our giving so that we will see abundance in those areas. You know, God wants us to obey certain commandments and he wants us to follow certain principles in the scriptures in order to see the blessings. At times, you know, we listen to a truth, but the truth doesn't really become a revelation to us. You know, it is important to read a paragraph, a scripture verse, and to know literally what the scripture is saying. But it is another thing to read and understand and apply that in our lives. And at times the scripture becomes a revelation. Only then you will receive the blessing of God. It is true that Jesus Christ died for me 2,000 years ago at the cross. And by his stripes I am healed today. It just goes like that, just as I spoke. But when we realize 
when that becomes a revelation when we take time and meditate the work that Jesus performed at the cross and to come in grips with the word of God to know how that precious work can be applied in my life and moment we get that revelation we see healing taking place in the same way financial blessings comes in our lives when these scriptures become a revelation to our lives you know that's the reason we need to hear these sermons that's the reason we need to read these scriptures over and over again so that these scriptures become a revelation to us you know as long as we are ignorant of this truth and these principles god cannot really do anything in our lives it's not that god doesn't want to bless us but we won't be able to receive those blessings because the truth we are not really aware of the truth and this morning that's the reason we are going over it again god may speak to us you know bible is given in our hands for us to read and understand and apply these principles in our lives now we are talking about principle of sowing as a farmer sows the seed in the ground we are expected to give to god we are the farmers in the kingdom of god as a farmer takes the seed and he sows the seed in the ground we are expected to take the portion of our wealth and invest that wealth in the kingdom of god that's what we are talking about god wants us to honor him with our giving with our tithes and offerings the money that we give to god is compared to a seed I just want all of you to imagine how a seed look, look, looks like and the kind of potential that is hidden within a seed. You know, when you sow the seed, the seed is not going to just remain, that, remain under the ground forever. It is going to grow. From a small seed comes a big oni, uh, a banyan tree. So from a small seed, scripture talks about a big mustard tree. The kind of potential that is hidden inside the seed in the same way if you apply that principle there is so much of potential hidden in our giving when we give to god you know we, god says i will open the doors windows of heaven when we bring our tithes and offerings my scripture says i will open the windows of heaven someone said that you bring your tithe into the church you know to the temple of god and give the tithe to god and god opens the window of heaven now you continue to give to God by your offerings and God will pour the blessings through the window you opened by giving your tithes. Now let's try to understand how we can apply the sowing principles in our lives. Before we really go into that, we need to understand the nature of our God. You know, this morning I am here to tell you that our God is the God of multiplication. Sowing seed is all about multiplication one seed is capable of producing hundred seeds at times one seed is capable of producing thousand seeds can you imagine the kind of potential that is hidden in a small seed let's go back to genesis you know that's the right place to look at the, the, the nature of our god let's let's talk a little bit about the order of our order of creation when god created or recreated the whole universe how he did that on the first day if you remember let's, we need to go to go back to our bible sunday school on the first day what god did he created light he separated light from darkness and he called the light as day and the darkness as 
night. And the second day, second day he separated the firmament from the water because the whole thing was water ball. And God separated the sky and the heaven that we see today from the water. On the third day, he created what he called water as sea and he called the dry land as earth. And on the third day there came herbs and grass and trees were created on the third day, fourth day. All that we see about sun, moon and the stars were created on the fourth day. I'm talking about creation from the book of Genesis chapter 1. Right? Okay, and the fifth day, let's go back to Genesis chapter 1 verses 21 to 23. Scripture says, he created all the sea creatures and birds of the air. They were created on the fifth day. We are reading from Genesis chapter 1 verses 21 to 23. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. It was 22. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. We are talking about God who is a God of multiplication. On the sixth day, scripture says, he created all the cattle, all the creeping things on the earth and all the wild beasts. Then God created man. He created the male and female. And Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says, Then God blessed them, male and female, human beings. Then he blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You know, God created the living things and he commanded and he told the living creatures, including human beings, he said, multiply, be fruitful and multiply. You know, God is a God of multiplication. You know, we need to get that fact so strong in deep in our hearts. Shall we just repeat it after me? Our God... Is a God of multiplication. You know, that's the reason God is, you know, uniting us families. That's the reason God is uniting us one church. Why? Because we need to multiply. Multiplication is part of the plan of God. Why church has to grow today? Because it is part of the plan of God. Church has to multiply. How church multiplies? When you join the church, when you become, you know, a congregation in the church, you know, then the church multiplies. Multiplication is part of the plan of God. Now God wants us to multiply in the same way god wants our finance to multiply we are applying the principles that god spoke in genesis 1 to our finances and god wants our financial situation to multiply you know as long as as long as the earth remains there will be seed time and there will be harvest time you know as we know a farmer who knows all the farming techniques. In the same way, God wants us not to be ignorant of some of those principles that we need to apply in our financial situation. Now, sowing and reaping are two different things. One happens in the seed time and reaping happens in the harvest time. And sowing and reaping, anybody can understand, is just a law of nature. Anybody can understand that. Even ever since creation, man has been sowing. 
And he understood it is a process by which he can get benefit out of it. When he sows a seed, he will just wait for harvest. And when harvest comes, he's going to be blessed in the same way. God wants us to know that when we give to the kingdom of God, God wants us to know that the process can be eventually turned to the blessing for our lives. Genesis chapter 1, verse 12 says, And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. The Bible compares our giving with sowing. I want to read a scripture where we, it is more clear. I want to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Scripture says, Paul says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. The way Paul is comparing, he who sows sparingly, he who sows little will reap little. He who sows more bountifully or abundantly, he will also reap bountifully. So we need to study the scriptures and to understand sowing and reaping in order to apply these principles in our financial situation. This morning, I just want to you know, structure my message in this way, starting with principle one. Principle one. Sowing is a time of severe pain. Sowing is a time of severe pain. A farmer, after doing a hard work of plowing the land, leveling the ground and watering the soil you know he decides to sow the seed you can imagine a farmer who is who is you know tasked to sow a seed of a huge field and he's carrying a heavy bag sack of seed on his back and from morning to evening he has to stand in the field and sow the seed just want to think about a farmer doing that. You know, there are lazy farmers, they don't want to do that. When every, every field is you know, flourishing, there is one field in between. Have you seen that? I have seen that. One field in between, just totally dry. And if you find out where that farmer is, he is sleeping and snoring at home. He doesn't want to sow. There are lazy farmers. But we are talking about a farmer who is not lazy, who is very curious because he is expecting a great harvest. And Psalm 126 verse 6 says, Psalm 126 verse 6, Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Sowing is sorrowful. Sowing is painful. Psalm 126.5 says, Psalm 126.5, Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. The farmer is so dull and so desperate, so tired. And he is sowing that with tears. But he is going to wait for a day when God is going to bless him. When God is going to bless him. When God is going to fill him with abundance of joy and blessings. John chapter 12 verse 24 says, John chapter 12 verse 24. Most assuredly I say to you, 
unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies it remains alone but if it dies it produces much grain sowing is a time when a seed falls on the ground and dies it's not a time of joy it's not a time of rejoicing sowing is painful at times you know in our giving we are trying to apply that principle to our giving even when we give to god you know at times it becomes painful to us it was easy to give tithe when we were getting 500 dollars the tithe was how much 50 dollars now your salary has increased god has blessed you because you are a good giver and you are getting five thousand dollars per month now how much is your tithe 500 it's painful should i really write a check to this church for 500 dollars it's painful giving is painful at times sometimes when we go and see the bank balance the bank balance is not good and now the pastor is asking me to you know support orphan children at least write hundred dollars check minimum it's painful it's painful when the pastor says that we just look at each other and do not know what to do painful sowing is a time of severe pain number two principle what we sow is what we reap what we sow is what we reap you know a farmer can understand the meaning of this principle he can sow rice and he cannot expect weeds to come up he can't sow wheat and he can't expect barley or corn to come up what we sow is what we reap that's what scripture says galatians chapter 6 verse 7 galatians chapter 6 verse 7 scripture is very clear it says do not be deceived God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap whatever a man sows he will also reap you know today many people get deceived just listen to me carefully many people get deceived thinking that they can receive the blessings of God by shortcuts you know at times they are very careless people or they are not scripturally disciplined yet or they don't want to give to God or they don't really care about the work of God and they but they want to receive blessings by some means all that they need is blessing they don't give to God they don't really give to God they don't really care about giving but God says you will be deceived if you do that the end of it is frustration and disappointment you know what our giving does our giving protects us our giving keeps us away from all the wastages of money when we are faithful in our giving god will save your son without you know rushing him to the emergency when we are giving faithful in our giving there are many things many blessings that god gives us but when we don't give and we expect the blessings of god in a shortcut method the end will be frustration and disappointment that's the reason bible says do not be deceived and then it also says god is not mocked people try trick with god people try various tricks with god in their giving you know sometimes people live in their wicked ways they do not obey god 
but they are very punctual in their tithing. I have seen people like that. They are just correct every month in the beginning of the day. Their tithe has already come, already has just come. But their ways are far away from God. God says, God is not mocked. God is not mocked. You know, sometimes people try to buy food from church, buy books from church, buy, you know, buy so many things from church. And they, when they pay for it, they think that they are giving to God. Scripture says, God is not mocked. If we sow, what we sow is what we reap. You know, sometimes we sow discord. We sow conflict. We sow confusion among people. That's what we reap. Sometimes, you know, we sow bitterness. And scripture says that's what we reap. What we sow is what we reap. A farmer is well aware of it. And God wants us to be aware of it. Principle three. We decide the size of our harvest by the size of our sowing. A farmer knows how much harvest he is expecting. He has to select the seed and keep that much amount of seed. Because the sowing amount is in proportion with the reaping amount. Principle 3. You decide the size of your harvest by the size that you sow. During each harvest, a farmer keeps a portion of the seed aside for the subsequent sowing. And he knows how much to keep, it, keep aside. I want to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. I want to read from uh, the Living Bible. Listen to this. But remember this. If you give little, you will get little. A farmer who plants just a few seeds will get only a small crop. But if he plants much, he will reap much. Even though each seed is capable of producing thousands and hundreds of seeds, it is still in proportion with what we sow. That's what scripture says. Scripture is very clear. If you give little, you will receive little. We are applying the principle of sowing in our giving. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says, Luke chapter 6 verse 38, Jesus said, For with the same measure, the last part of it, for with the same measure that ye measure, it will be measured back to you. With the same measure that you measure, it will be measured back to you. That's what scripture says. We are talking about the amount of seed that we want to sow is going to decide the harvest. If we apply that straight away to our lives, how much we give to God, that is going to decide how much blessing we will receive from God. Principle number four. What if God is expecting us to sow the seed in a good soil? A farmer knows about it. He doesn't want to throw the seeds you know, on a, in a sidewalk. He doesn't want to throw the seeds on the roadside. He wants to sow the seed in a proper ground. You know, Jesus spoke a parable of the sower in Luke chapter 8 verses 4 through 8. We don't really need to go there. Some of the seeds were thrown on the wayside. What happened to those seeds? We know the parable. People just walked over it and the birds of the air, air came and picked them up. Some of those seeds were sown on the rocky ground. And because there was no moisture, they couldn't, you know, really shoot its root and they withered away, dried away. Some of those seeds fell on the thorny ground. And you know what? The bushes came and they choked the real plant. They couldn't grow. But some of those seeds fell on the good ground. And scripture says in Matthew chapter 13 verse 8. Matthew chapter 13 verse 8. But others, others the seeds that fell on good ground, 
were yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Farmer knows where to sow the seed. You know, if you apply that principle to our giving, you and I need to know where to give to God. In what way we can give to God. You know, we don't want to give our money to a ministry who doesn't really do anything with the kingdom of God. You know, there are many churches around, many ministries around. You know, they do it all for social activities. Not even a single soul is saved. Not even a single word is preached there. Not even a single baptism taking place. We don't want to give to such places. We don't want to throw our seeds in different places. We want to sow our seeds in a good ground. A ministry that is financially accountable. A ministry where the mission is the priority. A ministry where poor is supported. Orphans are given. Orphans are supported. A ministry where spiritually we receive food. A place where nobody has any personal interest. Other than the common interest. Now I want to give my offerings and tithes to a place where the priority of the kingdom of heaven is the number one. A ministry that leads souls to Christ. Sowing principle, sow your seed on a good soil. Principle number five. This is very, very important. There is a waiting period between sowing and harvesting. Now nothing good happens overnight. Have you seen some of our children? They do some projects. And the previous night they put seeds. And wet the seeds. And tomorrow morning, first thing they do when they get up, they'll come and see whether it is grown. And they are so disappointed. Why it is not happening? Why it is not happening? So true in our lives too at times. We say that, Lord, I've been giving you, Lord, faithfully. Why I don't experience financial breakthrough in my life yet? A farmer who sows the seed must wait for the time of harvest. Harvest doesn't happen in seed time. Harvest happens only in harvest time. Every day he has to go there. He has to water the field. And he has to make sure there is no insect. And he has to remove the weeds from the ground. And he has to protect the plants and the grains from the birds of the air. So many things a farmer has to do before he really reaps. Sometimes people sow and wait for immediate benefit, immediate blessing. When they don't get it, they give up. But this time, this, this morning, what of God is telling us? You need to continue to sow until the time comes in your life. You know, some of us are waiting for a supernatural financial breakthrough in our lives. But God is telling us, do not give up. Do not stop giving. Continue to give. Continue to give. It takes a while for the seed to germinate, shoot its tenders and grow and start, you know, giving, yielding flowers and grains. It takes time. But never stop giving. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says. Galatians 6 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. You know one of the main problems. Major problem of Christianity today is. You know they are in trying mentality. I've tried many things. Now I want to try Christianity. I tried many things. Now I want to try giving to God. 
and they try and the very next day they expect the fruit of it but the moment we don't get the fruit of it we we you know get disappointed and we walk away but this morning god is telling do not grow weary in doing good work do not grow weary in sowing seed do not grow weary in giving to god principle number 6 we sow but god gives the increase we sow but god gives the increase you know as we talked about sowing is not going to produce harvest immediately there are other phases of the sowing and harvest cycle sowing planting they need to replant at times we need to water and we need to reap before we bring the grains into the storehouse then god gives us the increase a farmer sowed a seed in in the in in, in a seed time in a good ground he waits until the seed grows until the harvest time comes and we are talking about we do our part but god gives the increase you know sometimes farmers sow the seed and it's all growing well suddenly there was a flood everything is gone sometimes you know it happens there is a disease it is spreading everywhere it comes to our field also and all the crops they died because of the disease there was a drought there was no rain farmer expected rain but there was no rain everything is wiped away now sometimes you know swarms of locusts you know you would have read that in the news in russia and egypt overnight locusts will come and descend and next day morning everything is wiped away it cuts all the clips everything is gone completely that's the reason scripture says we sow but god gives the increase first corinthians chapter 3 verses 6 and 7 First Corinthians chapter 3 Paul puts it very clearly very beautifully he says i planted apollos waters watered but god gives the increase so then neither he who plants is anything nor he waters but god who gives the increase and we bring our offerings and tithe to god that is our responsibility to do to bless us it is up to god only god can do that matthew chapter 9 verse 38 jesus said therefore pray the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest lord of the harvest he is called the lord of the harvest we serve a god he is the lord of the harvest only when he opens his hands we are blessed some of us have been have been giving years together and you may be saying that i don't see the harvest yet in my life lord but remember lord is the god of the harvest today it may be painful as we read those who sow in tears shall reap in joy but when we reap it is going to bring great joy in our lives principle number 7 so even in your adverse time so even in your adverse time you know there are times you know we don't really you know really plan for a harvest because of maybe drought or it may be too windy or maybe you know there is no enough seed or no laborers some reason we think that we cannot sow but scripture says 
we need to sow even in our adverse situation and take think of a farmer who somehow decided to sow even when we he did not have proper resources you know that's what isaac did everywhere it was famine there was no rain drought everywhere all the fields they were dried nobody is sowing scripture says in genesis 26:12 then isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year hundredfold and lord blessed him the god wants us to sow in our adverse situation as isaac did god wants us to sow in any time ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 6 says listen to this in the morning sow your seed and in the evening do not withhold your hand for you do not know which will prosper either this or that or whether both alike will be good we don't know when god is opening going to open the treasures of heaven and the principle says here be ready to sow at any time sowing like the woman who sowed just the two mites she had put them in the offering box you know at times giving from our lack we don't have any sufficient amount with us we we are already running shortage we are already negative running negative from that if you want to take and give it to god you know that's called the sacrificial giving sacrificial giving god honors sacrificial giving have you ever tried when you don't have any any amount for you from that you take and you are faithful giving to god god multiplies god cannot sit quiet when we do that kind of act in front of god god cannot keep quiet word of god is encouraging us so in your adverse time finally principle number 8 reaping is a time of joy reaping is a time of joy harvest time is very joyful and i remember still again remember those days when harvest take place we don't really sleep at that night they will bring all the grain you know to the ground just in front of the house and they 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 allow the oxen to walk over the grain because you know it will just put the grain and all the chaff and the other things will be you know kind of separate, can be separated that happens overnight and we all just sit there and rejoice because harvest time is a time of joy Psalm 126:5 the same verse that we read those who sow in tears shall reap in joy Psalm 126 verse 6 again says those who go out weeping carrying seed to sow will return with songs of joy carrying sheaves with them time of joy you know when we have been giving to God faithfully some of us we have been giving to God sacrificially and this morning the word of God is telling us to wait because he is the god of harvest and there is a time that god is going to bless you there is a time that god is going to lift you up because according to malachi chapter 3 verse 10 you brought all the trays into the storehouse for god to open the windows of heaven now it is time to for god to open the windows of heaven and pour blessing and the blessings will be poured such a way that there will not be enough room to hold it and this morning god is speaking to us in order to summarize let's go over these principles before we close principle number 1 sowing is a time of severe pain at times we don't feel like giving to god but god wants us to overcome that moment principle 2 what we sow is what we reap 
If you sow sparingly, we will reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, we will also reap bountifully. Principle three, we decide the amount of harvest that we need by deciding on the amount of the size of the seed. If we expect great things from God, God wants us to give him generously so that we will receive the blessings of God. Principle number four, sow your seed on a good soil. You need to be really careful to whom and where we give our offerings and tithes. Principle five, there is a waiting period between sowing and harvesting. We don't need to give up. We don't need to get discouraged because the time is coming. It is the time that we need to wait concerning our finances. And there will be a time that God is going to bless us. Principle number six, we sow but God gives the increase. There is nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. Only thing we can do is give him faithfully. Give him sacrificially. Then God will do the rest. Principle seven, sow even in our adverse situation. We don't feel like giving. We don't have enough to give. At that time, if you give to God, you know, that will bring greater blessing because it is a sacrificial giving. Finally, reaping is a time of joy. What a promise that scripture is telling us. You know, what a blessed principles that scripture is teaching us concerning our giving. Shall we close our eyes? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipf.org. God bless you.